I'm loving this angle <laughs> that you got going on. That's an extreme, <laughs> extreme close-up. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Cause my microphone's <laughs> too far away and the camera's too close and it was just like a whole hot mess. And the pickup's too crazy on the mic and so I got this fucking box I'm using. I have a lot of things that I could be solving Problems I could be solving on a permanent basis if it wasn't so, uh, constantly distracted. You do have a real Wilson from Home Improvement kind of thing going on, though, right now. Where we oh, can yeah. only see the top half of your head. That's a good call. <laughs> Look at that. Solving problems, baby. Problems! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't saying it was a problem. I was just saying it was a I, thing. Just, you know, you see a person's mouth move and you know that they're saying stuff in case the audio cuts out. <laughs> Little details. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Or not. Like, whatever. It'll be what it'll be. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, so on and so forth, so forth. Um... <laughs> arguably a better version of the song uh i mean maybe so what were you guys talking about before i signed on oh rogue heroes okay yeah i hear good things yeah it's pretty good yeah i like it a lot um yeah, like y'all just put Link to the Past as the number one Zelda game. It is certainly an homage to that. The developer was talking about how that was his favorite game growing up. Oh, obviously. There's a hook shot. Yeah. There are Pegasus boots. Yeah. Anything you can think of from Link to the Past, there's an analog in Rogue Heroes. And it feels really good. Good feel. But anyways, I digress for now. Well, anyways, welcome to Press X, the podcast. This is uh, episode five of the face season. Oh, man. Can you believe it's March? I Yes. Can. You can believe it. I can believe it, yes. Okay. Go on, because I can't believe it's March. It feels like it was just March. We were doing this in the season before the face season, talking about March, talking about Animal Crossing. <clears throat> Yeah, mm. yeah. It really doesn't but, feel like it was a year ago. And on at the same time, it feels like it was aeons ago in a galaxy far, far away. So that's my two cents. You know, that's, that's totally fair. I, uh, it's been a lot of, um, been a lot of little things, little activities, little little uh, little little monuments that have uh, marked the passing of the days and the months. Um, I'm forced to leave my house with some regularity, which also contributes to the uh, uh, continued existence of the calendar. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, fucking sass. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like March. A March. Maybe not the next March, but, you know, a March is occurring. You know, despite the fact that the pandemic kind of began for the Western Hemisphere 
in March last year. I felt better yes. about that March. There were better games oh, yeah. last March. Mm. It's true. Way better. It's a little Y'all didn't have those next-gen systems out, though. I mean, I guess you were in the months leading up to those next-gen systems. And with that came a certain level of excitement, you know? It kept you... It kept you moving forward. And where are we at one year later? How y'all feeling about these new systems? How y'all feeling about your PlayStation 5s? I just wrote an article on how fucked the scalpers are. How much money they've made off of, off of scalping. It's crazy. Uh, I was reading this uh, data analyst's breakdown of the thing. He's estimating that around 15% of the consoles sold in the U.S. are scalped fuck me and they made millions and millions honestly i'm shocked that the number's that low because it seems like nobody's getting their hands on these things unless you happen to be in kind of that first wave and got one of the initial systems i don't know of many people who have just kind of found one you included red i know you're not you know slacking off on trying to get one but it's basically impossible yeah 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 no it I don't see myself getting one anytime soon. Um, yeah. Unless they, I go... <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, they could do some Wild West shit and, like, you know, deal with the bots so that people aren't getting, like, routinely f- fucked in their darkest cavities by this, like, supply and demand thing. Straight up. These motherfuckers are writing programs to snatch up these fucking systems as quickly as they can. These people need to be put in prison. You could read more about that in my article. It'll be coming along this week at some point. Okay. Put scalpers in jail. Good good move. Yeah. Prison. Prison. Not jail. Prison. Hard right. time. The, per- the permanent one. The one that lasts longer. Hard, hard time. Listen, hard, hard they're letting time. a bunch of... Yeah, oh yeah, they're letting all these people out uh, on their little weed charges, so we gotta fill those beds somehow, and I'm thinking these PS5 scalpers, and, you know, Xbox scalpers to an extent, them I don't really care as as much about, but these PS5 scalpers need to be put down. Boy, boy, it's a good thing that federal and provincial laws aren't being written by you and your specific grievances. I guess. I mean, I will say that that you could get an Xbox if you wanted one. They're pretty readily available. It's like daily posts of, hey, yeah, yeah. it's up on Amazon if you want totally. one. Totally. Yeah, and I'll, I'll even throw in a free controller. I'll pass. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pass. Um, yeah. yeah. 16 but if gonna, years of game pass lead. included. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Anyways, if y'all got a lead on that PS5, please let me know. You can write to me at RetCogConnect. Please let me know. I know Target's restocking later this week. That's probably not going to happen. I believe in you, Rhett. And I appreciate it. Yeah. So, people playing games? playing games last two weeks anybody maybe playing some things yeah i i hadn't thought of this until we started talking about playing things on new consoles but i did play 
the universe's hottest demo, according to one Alex Thomas of CogConnected.com. Mm. That being Outriders. Yeah, me too. It's not bad. But, no, no, it's not bad. It's it's good. Yeah, it's got uh, powers that you have to, you have to use. If you're not using the powers, you just die. So you just have to be always shooting out crazy uh, elemental abilities or whatever at all times, or else 130 bullets will enter your skull in, no joke, a second and a half, and you dissolve. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty serious business. <laughs> to, perhaps to be expected from the people who created Bulletstorm. Yeah. I will say... The story did not grab me at all. I thought the acting was atrocious. Holy the, shit. The music worse. And the, the writing and pacing of the story itself. But then again, you're not coming to a game like this because you want the story. You're coming because it's got an incredible loot grind and lots of cool powers. Yeah, it's it's totally cool for a new game to be mechanically proficient and woefully deficient in other areas. For example, I just, I don't love the delivery for some of the lines. I don't know what it is. I don't know, maybe people were just recording stuff like separately for safety purposes, which again, totally fine, perfectly understandable. But I just found myself like whipping through text prompts as fast as I could. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really need to hear you guys deliver these lines i it's fine it's fine you guys are cool i'm sure but like no, holy they, they, cow James, i'm good they very much are not cool in the first 10 or 15 minutes there were several instances where i was i just thought woof that was the take that was the one <laughs> are you kidding yeah I, it's oh boy <laughs> maybe they're like maybe they're like Frank Sinatra where they're like no second takes it's in the can <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know about that side of things but the game itself seems pretty yeah. good once the cutscene the... ends and the stupid oh. shaky cam that was making me want to puke stopped yeah and I the, was controlling the, the character <laughs> the looting and the yeah. shooting oh top shelf baby yeah pretty good <laughs> yeah not revolutionary i wouldn't say but it's, it's good yeah. enough if, if, if it finds an audience it can do it well it will yeah people love their looting and shooting especially if there's a class you can play that shoots fire oh yeah, boy oh boys there ever mm. I, I, I can't see a person wanting to play anything else I, i've only tried the one class it was like Oh, the one that does the fire? Oh, that's mine. That's for me, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went for the I went for the trickster, I think it's called. The one that's supposed to get in behind enemy lines. It's the you know, the the shotguns and and melee attacks kind of character. Cause I thought that sounded a little bit like the Vanguard from Mass Effect, and I wanted to do that. And it's okay. It's not as good as the Pyromancer. Every every character is a shotgun character if you play them right. That's true. Because in this game, you do regain health by killing. I'm not sure if that's ever explained in world why shooting another human being in the face causes you to re 
regenerate health. But only if you've hit them with your powers first. So that right, yes, you recover the energy which you put into them, which okay, you could so just you... use to recover your health and not shoot them with it first. Like you could just like shoot, 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 have a heal, pop a heal, shoot, 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 pop a heal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems it seems it seems like a like a like a hat in a hat or like an unnecessary extra step. It's just like <laughs> this this only becomes healing energy after I dig it out of somebody. And I've shot it into their shoulder or their their skull, you know. <laughs> I think arguably there's nothing better or funnier than a hat underneath a hat, if played right. Yeah. You know? No, I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking like making a Sherlock Holmes hat out of two baseball caps? That's pretty cool. But I was thinking like... <laughs> Another identical yet smaller hat underneath a hat. You know, if someone had a tiny sombrero <laughs> underneath a sombrero, that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. A Russian, a Russian doll of hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matroshka hats. I got gotcha. you. Matroshka. Yeah, All right, gotcha. I'm, I'm up for it. I'm into it. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Outriders. Seems not bad. Do question their logic of bringing it out on April Fool's Day. But, uh, mm. yeah. I don't know. I think Alex will probably have completed the game somehow before it comes out. Given that, by his estimate, he's played the demo for 30 hours. Yeah, I'm good. Wow. On the demo. I could just not put 30 hours in the demo. I feel pretty good about that decision. Yeah. Two, three. It's kind of where I'm at. That yeah. was enough. Then I, I think they patched the legendaries. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I, I think they patched the legendaries because of Alex Thomas's playing. Yeah. That, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he, Man, he was yeah. farming him so aggressively that they're like, nah, nah, we, gotta, <laughs> we don't want people gotta starting the down. full game as like impossible <laughs> killing machines. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a fool's errand, though. Just generally yeah. trying to keep people from becoming massively powerful in any game. It's not, it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we yeah. can't do that. About? They're going to find the loot cave. It's going to be fine. They're just going to fire grenades into the cave endlessly, and that's going to work. And you'll have no way to stop them. But yeah. So then I went back to playing Hitman. Yeah. Now there, that's a remarkable game. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago that going back to some of those older levels and just seeing all the nonsense you can get up to. Oh, oh, what a trip down memory lane. So good. And I did take out the uh, the February elusive target. So, oh, how was it? Not bad. It was on uh, Sapienza. Yeah. And uh, oh. there was one guy that was quite heavily barricaded in in one of the buildings across from the villa. So mm -hmm. I, I hid in the bathroom and I threw a circumcision knife through his head. Classic. Open the door. Classic. It's good. Yep. Nice. Real good. Nice. Just to show him who was. Boss. Now, was that was that one of those uh, old escalation targets? I don't know. I. Yeah, I don't know. It's not one I had done. Okay. But. I know that I didn't get all of them in the past, so 
Who can say? Someone on the internet could say. It's not me. And any new fun and exciting kills you wish to share? Fun and exciting kills? Yeah, like I asked you this last time, but what's the what's the funniest kill? What's the what's the what was the most entertaining kill that mm. you've come across? Mm. Uh, I did some of I redid some of the Hokkaido ones last night. And that's the one that's like this uh, super high end private hospital. And there's a guy getting surgery, so there's all kinds of great ways to take this dude out, including reprogramming the AI of the facility to you know, do some surgery. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. Yeah. And yeah, no ill tough. will towards this human being whatsoever. But yeah. No. Yeah. You got it's what's tough coming too. to him. Oh yeah. That specific area in the game, one of the toughest spots of the entire trilogy. Well, I haven't played three obviously, but I would assume that Hokkaido still holds up as one of the tougher maps. That uh, that hospital ward, surgery ward, very tough. Yep, pretty tight. Pretty tight for sure. Yep. Actually, you know, out of all of them, I think the Colorado level is probably the most challenging. Well, that one, I think most people would agree that one borders or probably crosses the line of being unfair. Uh, four mm -hmm. targets. Their positioning, the the not only the targets positioning and the way they move around, and like how uh, random their patterns can actually be, mm -hmm. but uh, the the NPCs as well, like they are crazy when uh, the way they spawn, that you know it's it's completely unpredictable. Um, yeah, I I don't know how many runs I did trying to silent assassin that one. Took a long time. Yeah, and. They... The number of NPCs that see through various disguises is, yeah, it ticks up noticeably at Colorado. So it's funny that like if you can get into the house and get up to the fucking upstairs bedroom where those two dudes are playing video games, steal one of their costumes, and and they're like the only two that can go everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, I mean it's pretty satisfying if you manage to complete the exploding watch mission. I do Ooh. like that one. Very nice, very nice. And then escaping by riding away on that tiny blue elephant. <laughs> it's like the little tricycle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's one of these well-hidden secrets in Colorado. If you go and you pick up 13 apricots... And then you go into that room that I was telling you about with those two guys. You feed the apricots to this uh, toy elephant. And then this special escape route opens up where you ride this toy blue elephant to safety. It's pretty funny. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Just in case you were ever worried that IO might take themselves even, you know, 5% seriously. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's the elephant so. escape. James, what have you been playing? Well, uh, you've been busy. I, yeah, well, let's start with Maquette. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's free on PlayStation Plus this month for PS5, and you can also get it on an Xbox and PC. It's a narrative 
puzzle game, like a first-person thing, like, um, I don't know what to compare it to, because I haven't played any of these games. I haven't played, a, like, a first-person explorational, like, narrative-driven puzzle game in years. It's been a long time since I covered one for the site. Really? I feel it. it's been a while. They were on my, like my bread and butter for a time. It was just like I, I did like one of those every couple of weeks, but now, nah, not so much, man. Hmm. But this one, woo, good stuff. Good yeah? stuff. I'll have to download it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the story is very uh, approachable, very relatable. You, um, you're uh, experiencing the complete set of memories of somebody who. Uh, they're remembering a relationship essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is visualized with this complex, beautiful kind of like toy box style world, but like way more intricate. So there's like in front of you, there's a model of the world that you're playing in. And then you're inside of a larger version of that same model. And then that's inside a larger still version of the same model. And then when you take an object from the small version and you move it to the big version, its relative size stays the same and vice versa. So if you want to create a bridge out of something you can fit in your hand, you just put it in the small version of the world Mm. and you can actually watch it in real time fall from the heavens and land with a huge noise and like create that bridge or what have you. And um, the sense of scale gets insane because you like the, the, you like step out of the, like the regular size version. That's like regular human size. And you could like see the bigger shit in the distance and the, like the crazy ominous, like echoing silence as you're like crossing from like the regular size to the bigger one is like really fucking potent and um yeah you just go through the stages of this relationship experiencing different memories and solving puzzles and and it's all like really beautiful and like really cleverly designed and um yeah really really good at building atmosphere not quite perfect at like maintaining that narrative like momentum because, like, you're all, like, getting into it. You're like, oh, my God, what happens next? This is so, you know, I'm so touched. I'm so, you know, into this, 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 this fucking tragic relationship. And it's like, oh, now I have to take 50 minutes to solve this, like, weird physics puzzle. And it's just like, it's like, and now I'm back in. But it kind of <laughs> messes up the the rhythm. But you, you have to. You don't have a game otherwise. And, uh, again, just really visually compelling. And, really, like, the, the atmosphere is really engaging. And, like, it goes from, like, really, like, light and beautiful and airy to, like, truly unsettling and, like, pretty short Ooh. order. It's good. Nice. nice. E- easy Re- recommendation. Really getting the Witness vibes visually. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, a fair of, comparison, actually. Kind of a storybook, um, paintbrush-looking world. Yeah. The, um, the puzzles are... They all come from that same root. Like, it's all based on that idea of objects changing size depending on where they're moved from large to small or small to large. And it's everything's built out of that one root idea, but they do pretty cool shit by, like, playing with that and expanding on it. Nice. And free yeah. if you've got PS Plus. What a yeah, treat. if you got the PS Plus. 
What a even, treat. Even without, yeah, even without, well worth your time to check out. Nice. Uh, Rhett. What's up, man? Yes, sir. What you been up we, to? We, yeah, man. What you man, playing? we've been playing some fucking Switch games. There's been a big sale going on, so I downloaded a bunch of demos. And I was going to fire a few off. All right. Uh, I, took some, I took some notes on things. If y'all have played any of these, let me know. Uh, the first one that I checked out was What the Golf. Oh. That was sweet. Yeah. Very, very sweet. I'd never played it before. Hilarious. And and it works great on the Switch. Uh, music's great. It's really funny. I like that game. I'm going to uh, definitely pick that one up. What I will say about that one is the gags kind of start to come around again. So as you mm. progress, it continues to be a fun physics puzzle kind of thing, but you will start to see some of the same scenarios and things and they're not necessarily quite sure. as hilarious as you come around okay. the horn, but definitely well worth the price. It's only a few bucks, I think. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, one thing I did uh, get from the demo is that it was very, very easy. Does that kind of continue throughout? Yes. I mean, completing yeah. it easy. Some of the, uh, you know, uh, I forget how many stars are in the game. It's like three stars or whatever. Some of that yeah. starts to get a little bit tougher as you go along, but for the most part, it's pretty approachable for anybody. Nice. Nice. Uh, I played Neon Abyss. This one was cool. Mm. It's kind of like a roguelite, um, you know, heavily draped neon 16 bit. Uh, it was okay. Kind of run of the mill though. What else? Quest Hunter? Overall garbage. Okay. Good music. <laughs> okay. My notes say gameplay about as fun as alcohol poisoning. The hit detection sucks and picking up items blows. Combat opposite of fun. So, yeah, Quest Hunter, I guess that, that was a, uh, uh, yeah, a skip. I, I, I don't even really remember it, to be honest. But but you remember it being I checked, bad. <laughs> I rem remember it being awful, apparently. Yeah. Yes, your grace. Have you heard of this game? No. Now, this one was actually kind of cool. Very, very cool concept. You play as uh, a king and you need to kind of rule over your kingdom. It's it's kind of like a decision-making game. Um, sort of like choose your own adventure, but you're certainly, uh, you know, taking control of your king and, and making decisions. It's one of those games where, like, there's never going to necessarily be a right decision. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be somebody upset with you. You're always going to have to make a tough decision. And actually, like, in the, in the instructions of the game, it says... Basically, if you can get through the, the week with, or if you can get through a day with enough supplies for your kingdom, count that as a win. Uh, so yeah, that one was actually pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of fun decision making. Yes, yeah, I have actually heard of that one. It's like taking all the decision making bits from a 4X game and removing a lot of that extra nonsense, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really, really easy to pick up and understand and, and start Ooh. playing. Nice. Uh, what else did I do? I played uh, The Tourist, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It has this, like, fun, has this fun visual style to it. 
Um, the one thing that really stood out was that it runs phenomenally on the Switch. I think it is 60 frames. I could be wrong, Shit, but yeah, that's it's, rare. it's really, really smooth. Yeah. Man, it's really, really smooth. It looks great. Uh, I can't really think of any moments to slow down. And it's just like this fun little puzzler that it's really charming. Fun music. Characters are are uh, interesting. You don't get much from the demo, but uh, I watched a review after playing it, and there was a lot of really interesting stuff I saw. That one seems cool, and I would recommend checking it out. Fuser. Right. Y'all heard of Fuser? Fuser, the music game? Yes, exactly. Oh, Love okay. it. Uh, you, yeah, you do? Yeah, it's so cool. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I agree that it's really well made. Not for me. The music isn't for me, but as far as what it's trying to do, it works really, really well. And I was actually like pretty impressed with, with these mixes that I was making. Again, albeit with tracks that I wasn't really interested in, but... Um, yeah, it's it's actually really cool. There's a secret to it. You just mix everything with "Call Me Maybe." And it works. <laughs> Seriously, like, there is I no like mix it. that doesn't work as long as there's some aspect of "Call Me Maybe" in it. Uh, let's see. Fun game though. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh. It's good yeah, at making no, you, I, I, much like Rock Band is good at making you feel like a rock star, Fuser is good at making you feel like a DJ. It's got nothing to do with actual DJing, but, you know, with some of the, like, swells and fades and things that you can do. Yeah. Sounds cool. Fun to do. Absolutely. And, and yeah, another one that actually ran really well on the Switch. Uh, nice. Really only two more. I played is that it? A little... You only played like little bit 10 of, games. Yeah. Uh, rip, Scant. Ripping through them real quick. Real quick. <laughs> Wonderful 101. Uh-huh. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I, I would have liked to see more from the demo. Interesting. Mm. Intriguing. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see more. But they give you kind of enough of the concept, and, and that's cool. I'd never seen that one before. Uh. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, I played this nine parchments game, but it wasn't very good. So there's really not much to say about that. So all those demos and you didn't play either of the big Square Enix demos. Yeah, I downloaded uh, Bravely Default and I did not get around to it. Yeah. Well, I what did. was the other one? Uh, Project Triangle, yeah, Triangle Strategy. Strategy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I downloaded that back. We were talking about that last yeah. episode. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'll I'll get that when it launches. I played. I haven't played it since, but I played the the bravely default demo for like six minutes. I was like, "Yep, this is my jam. I'll probably play the full game. And just shut her down." <laughs> but that was weeks ago. Yeah, oh. I uh, I picked it up a couple of days after it came out. And? Well, uh, mechanically, it's great. It's just what you want. Um, the new sit, uh, I don't know about new systems, but like the, there's just new combinations, new things to mess around with, new like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's more of the same, but the, the same is really, really good. So that's fine. 
It's Bravely Default is a weird series for me because I know that there's a lot of flaws, but the stuff I like, I fucking love, so I genuinely don't care. <laughs> like I had for the first time ever in the Bravely Default series, I switched the voice acting from English to Japanese mm. because the one guy's Scottish accent is fucking offensive. <laughs> And everybody else's delivery is just kind of slow and measured and, you know, like, I don't really have time for this nonsense. And every time that Scottish guy talks, I get real sad. And I'm like, ah, this feels like it should be offensive, like a stereotype, you know? If I was from there, I'd probably be mad. <laughs> but I was just like, I just, I just really couldn't get down with it. So I switched to Japanese and I've just been smooth sailing ever since. Also... And this is an extremely personal grievance that probably nobody else is going to have a problem with. I really don't like Unreal Engine anymore. Like, I can spot it from a fucking mile away when a game, when a development studio is using it. And, like, unless they're, like, absolutely pushing it to its upper limits, it never looks that great. Like, it's got that fucking motion blur that it uses all the time. And, like, the character models just sort of feel like they're... I know it feels weird. It feels weird, like the 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 texture detail and and the like the 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 sculpting and stuff is really top notch, but the animation is a little less than that, and mm -hmm. the two th facts kind of like brush up against each other, tectonic style. And there's some frame drop stuff because again, you can't run Unreal Engine on the Switch, and I don't know what made them think they could. It runs great. Right? Mostly. It's just a couple little things. Mostly when you're running the battles at four times speed because you just have places to be or you <laughs> love to grind, like myself. And then you will see the, like, the stitching sort of come through. Oh, but, like, no. if you run the game at the intended speed you're supposed to, it's fucking butter smooth. <laughs> but yeah. my... The first thing I do, of course, is, like, crank it up as high as it'll go and be like... Because the, the way I play Bravely Default games is I grind mindlessly, obsessively, endlessly because I get some little goal in my head where I'm like, uh, uh, the one I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm using the Beastmaster to capture Minotaurs because they use this Earth elemental axe attack that can do hilarious amounts of damage. And apparently the Beastmaster job has a like passive where your overall stats get better every time you capture a monster. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That seems it's overpowered. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know if you have to like master the job before you start to see those benefits. I, it's just like with a freelancer, every time you master a different job class, they get a stat boost. Yeah. So if you master every job and you use freelancer, they're like, they're tanks. They're complete killing machines because they've got these like insane stat boosts. Um, and I think Beastmaster, and it's not how many monsters you have in your stable. It's how many you've ever captured over the course of your playthrough oh. is what determines the stat bonus. <laughs> so, wow. you know, put in the time. <laughs> really, what else are you doing? Yeah. So people are like, um, 
people are like, oh yeah, no, I've already beaten it. I'm like, I've played for 13 hours and I've just about finished chapter one. Uh, <laughs> this unstoppable killing force by the time you exit the first chapter. That's, that's uh, yeah, a, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's a fine way to play. Yeah, they're pretty hard games, huh. generally speaking. Like, they make up for the fact that you have all that freedom and the ability to, like, game the system by giving all of the enemies the same powers that you have. Mm. So they can also do Brave and Default, and then you'll, like, watch a boss, like, turtle for three turns, and you're like, he's gonna fucking level me next turn. <laughs> like, and sometimes you just can't do anything about it. Like, the boss I'm fighting now, he just, like, sits there and hangs for, like, four turns, and then it's just, like... 2,000 damage for you, and you, and you, and you, and I heal every time I do damage now, and if you, and they, they, their counter systems are more nuanced, where if you use any martial arts moves on him, he just, like, auto counters and just eliminates that person from the face of, I, I, fuck, I could just talk about these games all day long, man. <laughs> it's absolutely your jam. Yes, 110% gravely default is the series that was made for me specifically. Delicious, delicious James Jam. Yum, yum, mm. yum. Uh, uh, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um, my overall recommendation is kind of complicated because it's like, technically, so far, I think this one's a little worse than the previous two. But... It's also still Bravely Default. So if that scratches the itch for you the way it does for me, you're not going to give a fuck. <laughs> also, from a distance, this is definitely a major graphical improvement from the previous games. That for sure. So if I was someone who had never played uh, a game in this series, if I liked X, I would like Bravely Default. What is Game X? Mm. any final fantasy game that uses a job system that would be the the strongest influence i think um the bravely default mechanic that it's named after is kind of its own specific thing mm -hmm. but like the real meat of it and the thing that like is baked into the narrative itself is the job system the asterisk system like it's not just that you have different classes. It's that one of the characters, their only purpose throughout the entire course of the game is like beating the shit out of the people who hold these asterisks and taking them from them so that they can like continue to read more and more pages of a like a magic book. <laughs> and like every game in this series, the, the, the asterisk system is like an essential part of the world around you. And they like um choosing different ones changes the course of the story in some games like they're they're just they make them very important mm -hmm. well you gotta have a good magic book yeah pretty much yeah, yeah uh, looking forward to seeing what every class is and then mastering all those classes and <laughs> yeah it's good i'm glad you found your rabbit hole I sure did. It's, it's, been, it's been a while since you had a good one to dive into. Yeah, it has. 
Uh, I see that you've also been playing Valheim. Mm. Yeah. Tell me more, because everybody's playing it, and I still haven't touched it. Well, uh, it's it's a survival game that really respects the player's time and talents and their patience. It's it's a it's a survival game that treats its player base moment to moment better than maybe any other 3D survival game I've ever played. Hmm. Like um the the way this you 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 level up skills is just through doing those activities. So the more you run or leap or sneak or chop wood or block things or anything like that or swim then the more those stats go up and then like progression is naturally gated based on uh just like what you've unlocked and what you're able to do so like the first two biomes are open immediately but you sort of need to be able to do like mining and stuff like that before you can access the third one and it just it's it flows very naturally and there's kind of a limited toolkit but um you can do a lot with it and all the building materials have like a snap to function where you can like mm. just sort of click one piece onto another in whatever configuration you so desire um and everything's kind of connected so like when you set up uh, a base of operations you can't operate the crafting table without putting a roof over it and you can't sleep without a fire nearby and you perform better when you've eaten and slightly worse if you're soaking wet and freezing cold but like all these systems are really easy to manage and they feel very natural and like if you die in battle you could just go get your shit back there's no penalty to it oh Sometimes you lose a little skill. You get a little skill drain, um, like a, a little bit after you uh, get killed. Sometimes, but like it's not serious, hmm. and like you can you can generally press on pretty easily. And like even if you die like four times in a row without getting your shit back, that just means you leave four different piles of stuff for you to run around and collect. Like you you're never seriously penalized for that. Nice. And, like, disassembling and reassembling is pretty easy. And, like, um, yeah, it just feels very... Res it, it, it treats you well, and, and, and the gameplay cycle is very smoothly uh, planned out. And, and it, you just really easy. And the multiplayer aspect is really smart, where it's just, like, a series of, like, dedicated, insulated, like one to ten player worlds like you're never dealing with like griefers and shitheads on on like a public server or something it's just like you and whoever you invite working together in this world to like accomplish a shared goal hmm. interesting yeah. yeah what a novel idea to design a game with natural progression in a survival setting versus relying almost exclusively on a sunken cost fallacy to keep people playing yeah. You know, of like, yeah, I've spent so much time trying to 
build this wall in rust and that's why i keep playing versus yeah, that's... you know like an, an actual natural progression that seems like valheim might have yeah hmm. very interesting yeah if you um if you have any inclination towards survival games or like co-op survival games whatsoever this will probably tick a lot of boxes for you mm. Hmm. yeah i mean i desperately wanted to like metal gear survive <laughs> well i didn't but well jesus uh, christ that shit was garbage i gotta give it a six six out of ten a six yeah on christmas <laughs> that shit's a fucking two well maybe not a two that's harsh but not better than a five like that shit was garbage yeah i hated just about everything about it but at its core it was still a fox engine yeah it still game, played so it still played right? really yeah. well yeah <laughs> yeah for sure that's so <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> yeah yeah fuck that game yeah, no, just what you said. Like, uh, I, I don't know if there was mm. a game, it's certainly from that year, that I wanted to love more. But it was not to be. Yeah. This isn't that expensive of a game either. It's like 20 bucks or something, right, James? Yeah, yeah, 20 bucks, 22 Canadian. It's it's really affordable, really approachable. Um, <clears throat> play it entirely at your own pace. I have friends who have, like, built huge, beautiful, yeah. complex mansions and like Viking style mansions, and I'm still like just pillowing around in the second biome, just chilling out, chopping down trees, fucking up goblins and stuff. I'm just like I'm 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 really appreciating how like slow and chill and whatever you can be. Also, <clears throat> you can cheese your way through the boss fight because like there's no penalties for dying. So I just did that thirty times in a row and I kicked his ass eventually because he because <laughs> he like. He, his his health bar doesn't regenerate if you get back to him fast enough. So you he, he just you will him down a little, die, come back from your spawn point, run frantically to find your stuff, frantically put it on so you can survive a blow, and then just hack away at him with your like shitty flint axe. And you're just like it, it's fun. Sounds like a great podcast game. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> listen to some audio, hack away at Valheim. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Everybody yeah. needs one of those. You do. It's important. In this day and age, you need that. Um, I want to talk about another great podcast game. And it's uh, yeah. one that Rhett was talking about last week. Last two weeks? Yeah. Whenever we were last year. Rogue Heroes. Ruins of Tassos. Yeah. This is a pretty damn good game it's very much like link to the past if you could walk on diagonals and link to the past um, nice yeah it has analogs from just about every legend of zelda power up there's a hook shot there's pegasus boots there's a magic nice. wand bombs all that stuff pretty cool little overworld to explore lots of different regions and little towns and different kinds of enemies and things like that it's great and the dungeons are randomly generated and pretty good so you can go back in there again and again and again it's pretty fun every time 
really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. Have to check this out. Through the first yeah. Through the first ten hours I've gotten my ass kicked uh at that first dungeon over and over again. And every time I go in, it's probably more fun than the last. I haven't gotten tired of that first dungeon yet. Certainly there's uh, to me, I don't think it's an issue, but there's I, I've heard other people describe the difficulty curve at the beginning of the game as an issue. But I think it's just meant to, you know, sort of beat you down at the start so you kind of build up and then away you go. Uh, yeah, very good game. Bring yeah. friends. First first dungeon is definitely tough. Did eventually beat that claw face having motherfucker. Uh, nice. Definitely would not recommend using the joystick. Use the directional Ooh. buttons. You just stick to eight directions versus the the kind of infinite you know variability of an analog stick i find it's it's really touchy if you're wanting to move up there's not a whole lot of dead zones side to side so if you're trying to navigate something a narrow space or something it's just easier with directional buttons makes sense mm, okay give that a shot nice. yes yeah, if you like 2d zelda games easy recommendation oh sick all right i love those <laughs> really it's almost yeah. like we talked about that for like two hours last time <laughs> yeah we sure did <laughs> yeah yeah please uh please support rogue heroes though the the developer was doing an ama on reddit and he was talking about how if it's successful enough they have tons of ideas for new mm. biomes uh, dungeons, characters, you know, there's all kinds of classes already in the game. You got ideas for all kinds of classes and, mm -hmm. and yeah, all kinds of shit. So yeah, yeah support the game. I, I think it's going to be cool. I mean, they've all right. kind of already covered all the link to the past stuff. Like there's a magic hammer, there's a magic glove for lifting shit, all that stuff. <laughs> but a magic yeah. lifting glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't call it a Titan's mitt. <laughs> Magical <laughs> lifting glove. And, you know, the, the hook shot's a grappling hook. Uh, yeah. Also, randomly, there's farming mechanics. With a little yeah. bit Harvest yeah, yeah. Moon. Oh, nice. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, That's... you get a little bit of the, the, little bit of Animal Crossing mixed in with yeah, it. Yeah, you just Brilliant. drop back to town and sell a few potatoes once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Set up the tavern, go play some games. And build some multiplayer. Yeah. <sighs> Not bad. Oh, not bad. Team I'm 17. watching a trailer and it looks there's some some parts like the staircases in the dungeons. It's like, yeah, that's that's linked to the past. Right. Right to oh, the, the hills. Yeah. Right. Right to the. Yeah. <laughs> Even the noises. Oh, my know, God. Tick, 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 going up the stairs and stuff. Yeah, it's it's basically cribbed right from there. It's like if four swords didn't suck. Oh. You know? <laughs> Oh, anyway. okay. That's I'm I'm into four swords not sucking. Yeah, aren't we all? Oh. Anyways, I'll digress off of this. We can re we can reconvene in a couple weeks time on that. Yes, yes we can. James, tell me about the news because I haven't paid attention at all. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, I did the. I, I did the, I did the work. I looked through our our, our our recent posts 
and really try to, to take in all the things that are happening. For me, there's Final Fantasy VII news. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like they're doing a, a, a PS5 upgrade later this year, and it's going to have Yuffie, Ninja Lady, Ninja Girl, which is... And it's... You know, that's cool. That's really cool. That's really, Fuck really, yeah. really goddamn cool. She's the best character. I mean, in the original, she's like one of the most powerful because she has that like top level weapon that does like 10,000 damage four times in a row or, and, and she can s- steal really well. She's, she's top shelf. Anyways, she looks great. The game looks great. Also, there's, like, other Final Fantasy VII properties. There's, like, a mobile game which covers every single piece of interstitial content, like, After Crisis and Before Crisis and Crisis Core. All the all the weird little shit that they released about Final Fantasy VII. All that story. Apparently, it covers all of that. It's called, like, God, like Ever Crisis or some shit. And it's coming out for for mobile, and so like, so if you want a like, an encyclopedic primer on all of the like, Kingdom Hearts style extra story bits, you'll be able to have it on your phone. Which, in fun sixteen bit style, yeah. Um, I haven't, like, really dived into Final Fantasy VII's extra shit in a while. Like, it's been some years since I, like, played any of those games from back in the, like, mid-2000s or what have you. But it's cool. It's a Square Enix mobile game, so it's going to be, like, 30 bucks. Just a early warning for anybody who's interested in it. Does that cover the standard story of Final Fantasy VII as well? Or is it just the the side content? God, that's, the dirge a, that's of Cerberus an amazing question. As, I didn't see the whole thing, but it sounded like maybe, just maybe, it was a 16-bit version of Final Fantasy VII as well. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, uh... Seems like, seems like critical content. It is critical content. We're gonna we're gonna break and fuck up the flow of this podcast right now, and then we're gonna look up all of that shit. I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and 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 um, by God, man, it's happening. It's an RPG, according to their yes. website. Okay, that's great. St- that's a great start. I'm seeing have- cloud running through a reactor. James, I think this might conclude the base game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Nibelheim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to buy the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got me. It wasn't hard. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty easy sell to, as well, but like... 
you know, they I, they, they I guess they didn't have to work very hard to be like, oh, you want to play this and all the extra shit in like a weird little 16-bit style with like, I don't know what the gameplay is like, but like, it's just like, here's the story of the whole dang thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Uh, I see they are also making a battle royale game yes there's also a battle royale game <laughs> but why <laughs> because there's no idea so good you can't get to it four years after you should have <laughs> and it's on ios what oh probably if you want it to like play well in asia that it basically has to be. Oh boy. Okay. But, um, yeah. It kind of looks like Fortnite. If they have any sense, it should look like Fortnite. If you want this thing to run well, you know, if they want it to be good, want people to, to love it, it should run like Fortnite. The trailer doesn't look horrible. No! But it's also a battle royale game, so. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm good. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure so many people love it. Might do okay, <laughs> but I'm I'm good. Okay. But that compilation thing for I for 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 mobile. Yeah, between that and that new little uh, Yuffie storyline, it looks it looks relatively robust. It looks yeah. like that might be another a, a good reason to replay the whole thing on PS5. Oh, plus you get the upgrades where it like looks super hot in the next generation. I'm up for that. Mm -hmm. Hope they sorted out some of those textures in uh, in the Sector Seven slums. Yeah. I... Oh boy. Oh, that'll <laughs> probably be good. <laughs> uh, how bad could they be? Yeah. So, other things that were announced since we last recorded. Uh, the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes were like in the rumor mill for months, and then they they dropped a, a direct, and that was one of the things they announced. So like, hey, check it out, we're remaking Diamond and Pearl. It it doesn't look graphically that much better than the original, but like you know, it's it's got 3D models instead of sprites, so that's cool, and and it's the same 3D version of Pokemon Battles we've been playing for fucking. Two or three years. Um, I I think it's worth it to remake them just because Diamond and Pearl had like cool shit in them, like secret bases and stuff. Like they had they had cool wild shit in Diamond and Pearl. So I'm happy to go back to that world, even if graphically it just looks fine. Oh, really? Yeah. This is what they did. They yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they're also making something called Legends of Ar Arceus or Arceus or whatever. Okay, yeah. Which, which is like a Breath of the Wild style open world exploration Pokemon game where you're like running around, capturing things and fighting with things in real time. And like you have a dodge roll, which people theorize means that Pokemon will be attacking you. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> And it, like, takes place in the distant past before any of the other games. 
And like, you know, it's old school because the Pokeballs have like a fucking zipper on them. It's really weird. (laughs) I want to see a Pokemon protagonist see a cute little Pikachu walking towards him or her and just whip out this enormous sword, giant broadsword, <laughs> and just hack this poor little Pikachu to ribbons. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would play that. I would play that. Yeah. yeah. How, how did they capture Pokemon before this terrifying technology was introduced that changed the entire course of human history? Well, they used a lot of bladed weapons. <laughs> Sharp, pointy murder. Yeah. But that looks... Yeah, that looks cool. I don't know if it looks good. It looks good, but it looks like a big, crazy swing by the Pokemon company. So I'm like, I'm totally on board for them to do something wild and weird and possibly terrible. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. It's like, we're doing something new. It might suck. I'm like, Yes! <laughs> I mean, they did, they did the thing with Sword and Shield that was a 3D thing that was in the style of the the old Pokemon games, and it was good. But this looks like the next generation of of Pokemon. This looks like a Switch Pro launch game to me. Yeah, you know what I mean, well, it's about fucking time. Oh damn, they're fucking. Probably two games late on this one. Uh, Sun and Moon could have been this game. And I just hope that it works. Yeah, and I just hope that it works as well as people that have wanted Pokemon to be like this uh, are hoping that it will be. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think people were pretty excited for Sword and Shield when they got announced. And then they came out and it was kind of, you know... They, they obviously weren't flops, but I, a lot of people weren't as happy with them, I think, as they thought they were going to be. I hope that this one does not follow suit, because I, we were talking about games that we really want to love. I really want to love this one. Yeah. So if that thing, that's lined up for 2022, what does that mean for the Breath of the Wild sequel? Mm. There's a lot in uh-huh. common there. Yeah, they'll probably just come out the same year. Um, and it'll just be like, it's the running around in huge fields year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if they could come up with a, a giant open world Mario game at the same time, like they proved that that's the thing they're going for with Bowser's Fury. I feel like, oh, yeah, the next Mario game is also Breath of the Wild in a weird way. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> Sure. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Draining your stamina meter by doing a long jump. It could yeah. work. <clears throat> Speaking of stamina meters. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, does anybody really have any hope for Skyward Sword's re-release to be... <laughs> good no is that that a thing that could possibly happen god no (laughs) some uh somebody on our chat pointed out that like if you're using the right stick to do sword slashes 
how are you controlling the camera? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just leave it up that to fate, person, man. That, I don't know if that person has played Skyward Sword, because you never really have control of the camera. Once you're locked into a sword fight, motion controls or otherwise, you're kind of at the whimsy of the game. And it's just like the, you sort of get locked to like a specific perspective. So you don't really have that problem. But then you're also doing the sword fights, which um, I'm going to tell you right fucking now are going to be just as frustrating trying to use uh, an analog stick to, to deal with. Because you have to do this, like, slash up, slash down, slash right, slash left. And you have to, like, make those precise movements. So if your Joy-Cons are <laughs> of the drifty variety, don't get Skyward Sword, is what I'm saying. Also, don't get Skyward Sword. Don't reward this behavior. <laughs> Yeah, they knew what we wanted. It doesn't, and they didn't oh. give it to us. Nobody wanted Skyward Sword again. It's the most painful game to play, and you know, James, you made a good point a couple weeks ago that it's not bad narratively, and it's it's a beautiful looking game. It is just a fucking nightmare to play. It's awful. Sorry, Rick. Go ahead. So you got. Uh, you got fans of the game. You got yourselves that love Legend of Zelda. That are huge fans. And that can't stand that game. And then you got me coming from the perspective of not having ever played this game. And thinking that it looks like complete garbage. So I don't know who they're they're getting with this one. Red, I think we got to get you Who's on playing? the review. <sighs> I'll take it. You, I'll take it. You got to spare like 130 hours to clear this thing. Oh God. But, but I don't know. Like, wouldn't one of you be better for that? Wouldn't one of you oh, be able no, to no, really no, no, give no. this game the pride? No, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll, right? I'll play it if a copy is gifted to me for review. Right. Yeah. But I will, I will probably not buy it myself. No. Yeah. Like, if somebody was like, James, we need you to review the new version of Skyward Sword, I'll, like, get all stoic and be like, all right, so no one else has to take this bullet. I will take this bullet. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make a video or a couple of videos and maybe one where I, 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 uh, there was one that never saw the light of day. It was like a video version of a Rhett article. Where I was experimenting with uh, the sensor, the fuck sensor, where you bleep that word out, and I have to get the levels right. So if I can get a good sensor noise going, that like sounds good and like blends nicely with the rest of the audio, then it will mm. definitely do some videos about Skyward Sword. But I need <laughs> to be able to swear. It's very oh. important. <laughs> really, the key is keeping f-bombs out of the first 30 seconds of the video that's really what seems mm. to affect you in the algorithm which is why yeah. these videos never find any traction <laughs> because our our intros inevitably have a lot of f-skis floating around yeah you just replace it with um uh the 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 sound of um uh 
M- Mario. But like, Yahoo! and then and then they had to go and do the let's go and thing uh, over and over again. It's just like, <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. Censorship yeah, yeah, can no. be hilarious if you do it right. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Hilarious, hilarious yeah. censorship. All right. What else is going on in the world of video games and video game news? Okay, well, um, Pokemon, Pokemon, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, E3 is officially going digital. They're like, we're not doing an in-person event. Although apparently, I don't, I don't know if we talked about this. I feel like we should have talked about this. If we haven't, I'm going to just reiterate. E3 has, uh, like, membership fees for, like, the big, big dogs. For just, like, people who want to, like, be a part of it. Like, if you want to be a... Like, you want to bring your shit into their space. There's a cost associated with it. Which apparently is still there for the digital version. Which some people, understandably, feel conflicted about. Like, do I really want to spend $10,000 on um, on the right to appear in a fucking high production Zoom call? Maybe not. Maybe a digital E3 will blow up in the, uh, in the hangar before it makes it off the runway and into the air. You know what I mean? God, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I understand I, I, why I, they're doing it, but yeah, come on, it has no hope, no hope. Especially given how basically every other company handled last year. You know, companies like Ubisoft did everything over Discord, went to several Discord meetings and played games over, uh, you know, like streaming connections, and it's fine. They don't need E3. They don't need the ESA. This is the death knell for that. It's not coming, definitely not coming back in person. I can't see anybody going out of their way, especially people who are outside the Los Angeles area, going out of their way to come back to E3 in a physical sense. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, as long as they keep... Ever. As long as they keep pushing it more for like uh influencers and stuff like that you know like they had this they had this push happening before the the shutdowns where it was like we're gonna get the people who who bring the clicks and they're gonna bring them in and make sure they're wandering around with their giant complicated camera rigs screaming into their phones and walking sideways it right into your fucking face while you're trying to get to the next demo as long <laughs> as that is happening i feel like maybe Maybe the in-person celebration will probably wither and die. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. That last year in person was, it was a weird one. Yeah. It, It had got as weird, not as weird as I wanted it to be, because it was as weird as I wanted it to be in the past. It was weird in all the wrong ways, you know? Yeah. 
Hmm. Giant stages with people dancing for energy drinks. Things like this were taking up, you know, a quarter of some of the main halls. It's right on, right on. Yeah, I don't know what it was supposed to be anymore. They don't know what it was supposed to be. They've decided on a thing they think it should be, and I think it's wrong. I don't think people are going to attend, especially given their uh, questionable history with handling people's personal information. But hey, yeah, what are you going to do? Hold a series yeah. of smaller digital events on your own schedule so you don't have to compete for airtime and like actually get eyeballs in your fucking demos and your preview trailers. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're Sony, you launch your big game right when E3 is going to be. Because Ratchet and Clank is coming out on June 11th. Oh, straight up though. Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Straight That's up though. That's a flex. Does it really. Oh, all day. Does it really matter if that tiny fraction of people get to play your demo of your game? You know, the the journalists that you want to promote things are going to play regardless, as long as you provide them with your, you know, what you want to provide yeah. them with. So, uh, yeah, but the majority of E3 has already been digital for years. You know, uh, yeah. the majority of people that consume E3 consume it digitally. Again, you know, it, Forget just the tiny fraction of people that will play your demo. The number of people that go to E3, it's a tiny fraction of, of the community as a whole. I, I I don't see the purpose of it. I'm with you, Paul. I don't see it. I don't see the purpose of it coming back ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, five years ago, know? for sure. For sure it had value. You know, a site like ours that isn't isn't huge but has a little bit of reach us profiling a tiny indie game or a one person game on the site during E3 has had a big impact or, you know, likewise a bigger site like an IGN or a GameSpot profiling a kind of B tier game and giving it a good preview that also had value, but in the here and now they don't, they don't have to do that anymore. You can just sling codes all over the place or you can stream games to people and it's not a big deal. You get the exact same experience Plus, people get to sit on their couch, not on some uh, some dirty mm -hmm. chair. I don't know. Are they chairs? Straight up. I don't. I don't even know anymore. They're so filthy. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were chairs in those controls. Once, once upon a time, they were chairs. Now, no. Yeah. No. no. Just controllers good. covered in shit and grease and fucking all kind. You know. Dude, you have no idea. Like, I quite I, literally. <laughs> I still hold out hope for them, like, putting out a schedule ahead of time for a digital event and just, like, staggering a bunch of them over the course of a few days. And it's just, like, a big, nasty journalism blitz where a bunch of us <laughs> are, like, camped in front of our computers, like, frantically typing up articles. We're, like, fucking, like, a hamster bottle of energy drink. Just, <sighs> just like, getting as many articles out as we possibly can. I'm down with that shit. Hell yeah. But it might not be that, James. Don't, don't bank on it, man. Well, n n no, it won't exactly be that, but like, hopefully they can at least schedule things ahead of time so I can like know when they're coming and like, yeah, you know. Maybe. Take some time. Book a little time off. 
write for these guys. Do the work they want me to do. Let me help me help you. You know, yeah. if I know when your fucking digital showcase is going to be, I can book the day off. I can I can get some sleep the night before. <laughs> brew a pot of coffee, you know, <laughs> get my get my wrist brace ready. You know, just like uh, prepare. Nice. Right. Yeah, you got to prevent carpal tunnel, man. Yeah. yeah i mean at very least this is this is primed for if it goes as badly as i think it's gonna go this is prime for a good ret rant about the nonsense oh yeah that was e3 2021 oh jesus christ man it's gonna be a bunch of bullshit no doubt about it uh yeah i'd be happy to do so can we back up to that wrist brace real quick yeah good steez good good steez on the wrist brace you know it's important. A lot of people, they don't realize. They get the carpal tunnel and then they don't realize that that brace is really what you need. So that's just a good moment to, you know, uh, get the word out there. Carpal tunnel is serious. You don't have to live with it. it equally, I'm just... you got to get a good lumbar support. You got to get a good lumbar Straight pillow. Up. If you're going to be sitting, especially yeah. in a desk chair, office chair, get a good pillow. Your back will thank you. Yeah. And then you can sit hunched in front of your television during your off hours playing games in whatever position yeah. you want. And it's going to be fine. But you got to be well supported while you're working. You do. Yeah. It's very important. James, any other news? Hmm. Uh, apparently, the, the devs from Ghost of Tsushima were made ambassadors to the actual island of Tsushima. Like, yep. I guess, like, if, if anybody was, like, wondering, oh, I wonder if they did justice to the island <laughs> and to the culture, and if people over there like what they were doing, I guess the answer is yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, if you listen really carefully, you'll hear the sounds of those people who were like, they didn't do the culture justice, slinking away quietly into the shadows. Is no. Yeah. Look, thankfully, they did their homework and they did a really great job showing off, like, you know, the island and some of the history that most people had probably never heard of, even if it was, you know, a stylized version of that. Stuff. The work they did on the artifacts was fantastic. They were all modeled really beautifully. And I remember saying this when it had come out, but like, not only were they fun to find, but all the little write-ups and stuff were well done. They, all the stuff was fun to learn about. So, yeah. Another award, well-deserved, no doubt. Definitely. Yeah, that's a game I could see myself giving a second full playthrough of at some point. Have you tried it on PS5? I, I messed around with it a bit. Yeah. It's pretty good. It looks really good. Like super Is it 60 good. frames? Huh? Hey, 60 frames? Yes, sir. Locked in. I'm jealous. Oh, it's good. God damn. Six, 60 locked and like just the all the textures are like just nice and crisp and clean and nice. And just those extra frames of motion given that Literally everything in that game is moving all the time. You know, trees are swaying and the, the grass is whipping around with that much extra motion. It just looks so fluid. Mm. And the, the mm. combat as well, you know, the transitions between stances, it's so smooth. Great game. 
Some people will think it's pretty mediocre, but I do not understand where they're possibly coming from on that. Yeah. Some people can kick rocks. Yeah, uh, yeah um, pretty much. Game of, the, game of the year. Game of the year. It was, in fact, game of the year. By the, the from the uh, the only critics who matter us, yeah yeah the three mm-hmm. of us who else, mm-hmm. and the rest of the cog staff, and the rest of the cog staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the conclusion we came to, but it's also the the voting of the team came to that conclusion. Yeah, no, the overwhelming votes it, came work for Rose Tsushima. It was yeah. not close. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Any other news, James? Or should we pack up shop, take down the tents, get out of here? Uh, if anybody remembers the last uh, Aliens game that was like involved shooting and guns, Colonial Marine, Colonial Marines. Oh, that was that was really really bad, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're making another game with aliens and shooting and Marines, and it's called Fire Team. And maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be more Colonial Marines. Okay, wait. Who's making it? Because <sighs> Gearbox made Colonial Marines, and you know, that explains a lot about why that game was the way it was. Yeah, that that's true. Um, it's an upcoming third-person shooter developed by Cold Iron Studios. In collaboration with Disney's 20th Century Games. Is that a new studio? I can't think of anything. Uh, I don't know who they are, or what they do, or what their deal is. Oh, Cold Iron Studios was founded in 2015 by three industry veterans who had a goal of creating gla- games they want to play. The game looks pretty slick. You know, nice next gen kind of graphics. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I saw this That's trailer, and it screams Gears of War. But, Not... you know, where Gears of War has these enemies that are basically humanoid, kind of vaguely gross, they're boring. The Locusts are not interesting. No. Xenomorphs. Now that shit, that's interesting stuff. You give me a fire team taking down a hive full of Xenomorphs, if that plays well... That is potentially extremely compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be super rad. Could be hot garbage. Could be I am absolutely excited to the see worst. which. Yeah. Is that supposed to come out this year? I think so. I don't know. Releasing summer 2021. Oh, that's so soon. Oh, no, it was not announced that long ago. Okay, cool. (laughs) And summer. That that Uh, shows a lot of confidence in your property. Just drop it in the middle of the summer when everybody's outside. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I hope it's good. I I always want to see a studio's... I always want to see a studio's first game just... You know, blow minds. Be the yeah. next big thing. I want to see Cold Iron do something real cool. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? Oh, anything man. left to say? Or have we said it all? I think I think we said most of it. Definitely most of it. Yeah. 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 
Red, I know you've always got more words, more things to talk about, more things to say. Why don't you uh, just, just serve us up into the finale here? I was just thinking about how much I love seeing new studios crash and burn on their first game. Wow. Ebenezer goddamn Scrooge over here. All right. <laughs> I hope that... What was that game called? Cold Steel? I hope that Cold Steel <laughs> crashes. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I would uh, totally long... play a game called Cold Steel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, stay safe. Uh, obviously, don't get COVID. Wear your mask. Uh, if you're in the U.S. and your state is lifting your mask mandate, that doesn't mean that you don't have to wear the mask, you know? Play it safe. Play it safe. Why not? Don't get the yeah. Rona. Seriously. I just saw, I think it was Wisconsin today. They lifted it. Hey, that's great. But, you know, be smart. Be safe. This might be the stupidest thing maybe I've ever seen. But it was a video from Idaho where they lifted the mask mandates and they had a burn barrel where a bunch Ooh. of children were busy throwing masks made out of polypropylene, you know, plastic, into the burn barrel and standing right over it, looking right into the fire. Damn. Do you know wow. how toxic that smoke is? Just breathing it in and making future generations even stupider. I don't think they have Brilliant. any idea how toxic it is. And they never will because their IQ points have all been sapped into the smoke. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, Boy. Uh, just a real shame. <laughs> I had a real shot those kids, but not anymore. <laughs> Boy. Christ. Out here. And there we go, ending on a real up note again. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Yes. That was great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got nothing. That's All fine. Right. Life sucks. It's depressing. And then you die. <laughs> but before you do, you should play Bravely Default too. <laughs> or Valheim? Or Maquette? Or Rogue Heroes? Or, or Hitman? Rogue Heroes. Yes. The Outriders demo? You can play any one of those things, and that... Yeah. That's not a bad time. No. Right, Rhett? Well, don't play Quest Hunter. Oh, no. That game do sucks. Don't play that, and don't play Nine Parchments. My notes say that I wipe my ass with these parchments. So obviously, yeah. you're going to want to avoid I, that. Uh, I could have warned you, Rhett, that Nine <laughs> Parchments was terrible. <laughs> Holy shit, that game's... <laughs> yeah. All right. I do... All right. <laughs> Guys, this has been Press X, the podcast. Yeah. I'm Paul. That's James. That's Rhett. Mm -hmm. He is an image sometimes, but, you know, Wi-Fi and some, all that. Some, sometimes he's a person. Sometimes he's just an image. It's cool. We contain layers. Yeah. <sighs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing, I'm about ready to take a sledgehammer to my router uh, next week. Hopefully I'm back in the mix. Hey, if, visually, you, if you do sledgehammer facially. that router, can you video that? Yes, please. Yeah. Is that good for the, uh, yeah, yeah. For the old channel? 
Thanks, man. 100%. And before I go, I just wanted to say I'm loving the Snorlax. I've been noticing it all episode. Love it. That's an interesting story, actually, because do you know those uh, free Japanese gotcha sites online? They're like little slot machines. They're like, yeah. you can win a thing. Okay. Okay. That's where that came from. <laughs> it I actually what? showed up. I can't believe it. <laughs> and what? You just had to like click, click a button and, yeah. and you won or something? Yeah. And you get like Hilarious. a number of spins every day. You just click the button. On a Snorlax. And there he is. <laughs> what a world. It actually looks like it's pretty nice too. It's not bad, man. Quality yeah. is not bad. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyways, well, I mean that's a good note to end on. Yeah, Wait. yeah, that's a good note to do. Take care of yourselves, Bye, everybody. Take care of each other. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye.